You are now part of the Healthy Conversation. I'm Abby. I'm a leading movement coach in women's health, transforming the idea of exercise into a healthier form of self-care and transformation. Tune in to personal topics from the heart, from experience and from a viewpoint of wanting to understand more about what it is to be female. I empower the mind, body, emotions and spirit so you can step into your woman and live big. Today, I am chatting with the gorgeous Marilyn Keskula. Marilyn was born in Estonia, but now resides in London where she runs Milky Moon Lab, an evolving project that helps next generation leaders and companies to return to the alignment with natural rhythms and cycles, consequently growing their businesses in a sustainable way. Marilyn is also the founder of Keskula Digital, a boutique digital marketing agency for conscious business and creatives. Marilyn, welcome. How are you? I'm very good. And thank you so much for inviting me to be your guest. It's exciting. You're very welcome, my darling. When we began to communicate via email, I, there was something there, especially when you started divulging this amazing book that is coming out. But we will come to that later. So I'm going to start off as one of those people that is a total cynic. What is all this moon stuff about? It's a very good question. <laughs> you know, it's really funny because I was never really into the moon per se, but I guess it really evolved from the old interest of cyclical way of living. The lunar cycle and the menstrual cycle, they are really working in correlation. They're really working in parallel. So it was a very natural step for me to go from the menstrual cycle to the moon cycle because the menstrual cycle is only available for as many people who have a natural menstrual cycle, which is really less than 50% of population, right? Because the women who are pregnant, women who are on the pill, they're postmenopause, they have any other issues, meaning they don't have a natural menstrual cycle, men, it wasn't available for everyone. So that's why I was like, aha, actually the moon is completely universal. And it's really available for each and every one of us to use as a blueprint for the life which is much more aligned to this constant inhale and exhale of the universe. We also have to find ways to slow down, let things go and really pause. So this is kind of essentially what studying the moon gave me. It was just this blueprint of understanding when I have to sort of push and grow and go outwards and when I can slow down, go inwards and rest. But then the moon has so many layers and that's what makes it really so fascinating and so exciting. That means I don't only study the moon phases as of new moon and full moon and first quarter and last quarter and so on, which is a great place to start. But I also study the different signs moon is going through. So what that means is that every two or three days, the moon changes the signs. So it goes from Aries to Taurus to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And every two or three days, the energy changes because of the sign changes. I think this is the really important thing because when the names of the Zodiac come up, 
it's not necessarily the names that you're focusing on. It's what you've just said. It's the energy change. The names are just a reference point, aren't they? That's all that they are, really and truthfully. It's the energy that we're feeling into underneath this, the important thing. Because I find that a lot of people, and myself included, like years ago, when people used to bring up the signs of the zodiac, I'm kind of a bit like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. A lot of people are so skeptical about astrology. Which is actually quite funny because astrology is an ancient science, right? And it was basically having the same importance as politics or philosophy or any other science were at that time. But you're completely right. Taurus, Aries, all these names, they're just, you know, a concept, just a story or just kind of a metaphor we can use. But actually, you know, in real tangible terms, the moon is just moving and circling the earth and the different aspects to different star constellations at that time. This is actually all it means. So we could, we could call it whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be Taurus or Virgo or Cancer or anything, but you know, for example, Taurus, it's the bull. It's a heavy, heavy animal, right? Very grounded. It's not some sort of rabbit or mouse or anything. It has a very different energy. And this is actually what we can feel during those days. So it's just a metaphor really. Yeah. You got into your menstrual cycle first, something that I love. Was there a, a reason for that? Because I find that a lot of women only tune into the menstrual cycle when something happens. Was this the case for you? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just felt I actually did really great things and I really loved everything what I was doing, but I was just pushing myself so hard and really working in this kind of masculine, always on power. I had two phones, I was constantly on them. I was working really long hours. I answered emails at 3 a.m. in the morning. I just felt so responsible for doing everything perfectly. And you know, I woke up in the mornings, my hands were shaking. I was just in this constant cycle of anxiety and stress. And it was just horrible. It was really horrible. But no one really knew that it's happening because then I get to work. I'm like, yeah, hello, everybody. You, know, you always put this other mask on. But yeah, inside it was just horrible. It was rotten. It was, it was this constant, very high level of high stress. Therefore, I just went through those cycles of burnouts all the time, up and down, up and down, up and down. And obviously what everyone does is, you know, then you drink and you do everything to numb yourself and you just want someone to come and take the pain away until you really understand that no one else can take the pain away. It's only you. You are the only person who can make this change. I was very lucky because I was living in Switzerland at the time and I quit my job and, you know, probably being in London or any other place in the world, I would have been pretty in a horrible position really because like, what do you do? You don't get any money or anything. Whereas in Switzerland, the government benefits are so amazing that I was living on the unemployment benefits for one and a half years, completely comfortably which sort of gave me, you know, and it wasn't really the time where, oh yeah, I can just rest and go to Hawaii and not do anything. Vice versa, because my Virgo soul is like, I need to do something all the time. I need to like work. So that was a time for me to really start Milky Moon Lab, to really go deep into my soul and think, okay, so what is coming up? And the menstrual cycle work, I was never interested in it. I had no sort of connection with it really before. But then it just happened that I was like, oh, there's something there, you know? I guess one thing was also because I just felt extremely tired most of the time. 
and I'm gonna start to look at those patterns like when do I feel more tired when do I feel less tired and then this this was where the whole understanding of like ah there is some sort of system here Mm. Um, I think this is yeah this is kind of when it happened Mm. I find the connection to menstrual cycle awareness phenomenal in creating the most amazing relationship with your own body which then allows you to take full responsibility and charge of your life and how you direct and communicate outwards. It's just one step after the other, isn't it? I found it amazing. I've done so many things in my life, but it was menstrual cycle that actually gave me the opportunity to say, I love my body. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my body. This is a great body. Whereas before that, I was still chasing an idea of what my body should look like. So from this awesome relationship you started to create with your body for your menstrual cycle you then took it into your work and you started to bring that into the corporate life is that right yes kind of it was actually ignited from the corporate life because i saw all those females at my workplace just being like men like working so long hours, like really not taking care of themselves or their families and i was like whoa this is this is definitely not how i want to live and being really in this corporate politics that was a real kind of wake-up call for me but what i did and what everyone told me don't do this and i was like no i'm gonna do this was i started two businesses at the same time when milky moon lab was sort of evolving and I was like, okay, I need another business because first of all, I don't want Milky Moonlight to have any pressure of starting to make money really quickly because I'm still on the journey and I definitely didn't feel confident enough to just go out there and start preaching when I actually haven't walked the talk yet. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to start slowly. I'll just see and feel what comes up, but I'm not going to put the pressure on it to, you know, have to go and do like four workshops a month and, you know, have private clients and so on. Like, no, it's not going to happen. So I started the digital marketing agency and the whole idea was to have Milky Moon Lab to feed the frameworks of working with those different blueprints and maps like menstrual cycle and moon phases and so on. Can I actually do it? You know, is it even possible? Because how can I go and tell other entrepreneurs to, yes, go and do it. This is how you must, you know, live and work when I don't even know it's possible to do it, right? And vice versa, obviously, with, you know, digital marketing, I could then use the practice of digital marketing and marketing and social media on Milky Moon Lab. How does that work? How have you, how do you work with the moon and the menstrual cycle? I'd love to hear. I have to tell you honestly, it wasn't an easy, as easy as I expected. <laughs> because what I realized is that when you have been in this sort of working life and when you live in the society and when you have clients who are part of the society, it's so hard to be the voice who says, we're gonna now do everything differently, like we're not gonna go on like this because everything else moves in the same direction and then you are the one who tries to go to the opposite direction. And also because I always felt so responsible for my clients, for my employers, for just like I need to do everything perfectly. So I'm very much still struggling with that sort of you know, pursuit. It's still very much baby steps and very much navigating this very new, quite challenging terrain. Honestly, I'm so far from perfect with this, but 
I think mostly what it does help me with is to stop beating myself up. I just accept things more. So I know that if I have to have a meeting and the moon is like dark moon and in a sign like Pisces, I might not feel that confident or I might not be able to just be super assertive and, you know, say what I want to say. But that's okay. You know, if I really need to have this meeting at that time, there's no other option. I'm going to do it. And it's okay. I'm not going to tell myself later, like, oh my God, you're such a failure, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the main thing with the moon and the agency was really to observe different moon signs, how do they affect my work and really kind of learning, like not doing it perfectly, but just, okay, so how do they actually impact the way I work? And I just want to bring up, I was emailing uh, Marilyn on Friday and I just felt like I was in this quagmire, you know, when you're like in treacle, trying to pull yourself through your work. And Marilyn described this full moon in Pisces brilliantly about the boundaries. I thought it was fantastic. Pisces is, we don't have boundaries. We lose all boundaries, which means it's almost like we don't have the skin anymore. So everything goes in and out, it just flows in and out and we can feel everything. We can feel all the energies, we feel all the people, we feel all the emotions because Pisces is really this one with everything around it. So this is very much why Pisces can feel very overwhelming mm. at times. Totally, I totally got that over, over the weekend. It just felt like everything was coming in and you just couldn't see clearly. So. What, what do you do? Do you react to that and push even harder or you just sit with it and do what you can and, and go with the flow? And I, and I chose the latter and it felt so much better. I mean, that's a beauty of it. When you choose to actually go with the flow, first of all, you feel great at this moment because you're like, okay, I just allow myself to be with it and it's okay and you can rest or do whatever it calls you to do. And the second thing is when the phase changes, when you move on, you actually feel so much stronger because whatever then happens on the other side of the tunnel, you just come out and you're like, whoa, okay, now I have this energy. Now I have this power because you let yourself to really be with this energy, align yourself with this energy, what was around you. It's amazing. So, so tell us more. What exactly is Milky Moon Lab? Yeah, that's a good question as well. I'm still figuring it out after all these years. So at the moment, Milky Moon Lab is a really kind of lab, so to say, for exploring cyclical way of living and working. And also what I'm kind of interested in is the whole concept of feminine and masculine energies and how we work with those. Because it's very similar actually to the pattern of growth and release the pushing part and then receiving and slowing down. So those are the two concepts I'm really working with. And uh, what I'm doing is I just finished the book. So that took most of my summer, really. Um, and the book is about the moon. And uh, I do private sessions. So I do mentoring for women, men, you know, everyone really. And I, this is something that I am delving into myself with Project Woman, with this idea of masculine and feminine and what is it what is it to be a woman what is it to be a man and we come back to so many constructs and gender-based ideas don't we which i i feel just doesn't work anymore mm. women are not solely feminine 
and men are not solely masculine. What is it to be a woman, Marilyn? This, I, I'm, I'm coming up with this, I'm asking so many people this, and I just find it fascinating, the answer, because I haven't really got one. And I ask myself this on a daily, and I still can't give a definite of what it is to be a woman other than to give life. Mm. You know what, it's really interesting because the women and the feminine, it's very much together in the same pot with giving. So everyone always looks at women as we are the giving, nurturing, caring energies. Whereas actually, the feminine really is the receiving part, right? The masculine is the giving part. I'm not only talking about sex, obviously. I'm talking about actually how the energies work. I think for women, what we have lost is exactly this ability to receive, you know? That we can just slow down, sit back, and actually let people, our families, friends, you know, partners, husbands, and so on, to take charge sometimes, you know, not all the time, but to actually just receive sometimes. And do you know what? This highlights the distance we have with regards to cyclical living, with menstrual cycle and moon, is that we have become so untrusting, so we don't believe in our menstrual cycle to a certain extent. Do you know what I mean? When I when you talk about the emotional flows, and there's there is there is a creative element within the menstrual cycle that is so beautiful that there is magic there, and it's the same with the moon. There is this creative dynamic force within following moon and menstrual cycle. And that comes into, I feel, what you said is we don't have time to receive. I don't have time to receive the gifts of my menstrual cycle. I don't have time to receive the gifts of the moon. When really, this is what we're built on. 100%. It's so true. And the whole key of working with the menstrual cycle and moon is to learn to slow down and receive again. Because the problem is if we just push ahead, jumping from one project, one task to another, we never really have time or have this moment where we receive the message, what are we actually supposed to do? What is actually the next step supposed to be? And this answer is there, but we just repress it. We don't listen it. And then this is the problem why, you know, we do so many things, but like so few of them actually maybe work out because we just didn't actually hear when the message was sent, like, okay, you know what? Actually, just stop it. Don't do it. No, just do the other thing. And it's so much about receiving. And the whole world would be different if we would just sit back and receive a little bit more and stop hustling and, and pushing so much, which I'm totally guilty of, by the way. <laughs> but you are in, I mean, it's, it, it's fascinating. You know, I speak to my husband quite a lot because in the next few years, we're talking about changing our lifestyle to a place of more receiving nature where we can receive the energies of our family more deeply. Because right now, it just feels like this constant push, 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 push to be part of this matrix, you know, to have this house, to have this car, to go to this school, to be part of this, to work here. You know, it just seems that you have to keep turning. And when you step off of that, it feels great for you as an individual. Like, you feel, oh God, yeah, I can, I can receive, I can give, I can slow down. But then you've got to get back into it again. To have the time and the space to receive, especially in London, 
it's a work in progress. I'm not going to say it's difficult because that says that it's almost impossible. I was listening to Radio 2 a couple of days ago and a small company of 55 uh, people, this woman had taken her firm down to the four-day working week. It was really interesting because the interviewer said, so how has it affected productivity? She said, it's not gone down, it's not gone up. But everyone is so happy. But this interview just couldn't get it. And, but surely it's about productivity. She said, but that will come. In time, productivity will rise. But right now, I'm not losing staff. They're staying longer. You know, I'm actually gaining staff. People want to work for me. And everyone is so happy. Isn't that the aim of it? You know? Fascinating, where we look at productivity versus happiness. We all need to go and live in Bhutan, right? Because I think that's what they measure there. <laughs> that's what they measure everything on, happiness. Exactly. I mean, this is why I'm so interested to bring Milk in Moon Lab into the working life, into the businesses, into the corporate, because this is where we need most change. We're alive, we're not robots. Mm-hmm. And we can't, it's completely unnatural to say, okay, Every Monday to Friday, from 8.30 to 6.30, you're going to sit by this desk and you're going to do this, and this is how much you have to do. It just doesn't actually work like that. Yes, you can maybe do it short term, but long term, it's just absolutely impossible for us to do that. It just makes us very sick society. What we can do to sort of actually give people more time to choose or feel into like, okay, what do I want to do today? You know, you only work four days, you have another extra day to do whatever you feel, rest so important a lot of people don't realize the long-term effects the subtle effects that this starts to have we're talking about things from neck pain to migraines to eye ache to toothache to digestive issues people are ignoring these signs of being confined in an office for such a long time or having to travel all of the time we shut down the communication of our body and this is where we come back to menstrual cycle awareness because when you are inquiring into the chemical movement within your body you have to pay attention to that this can change your life Mm. make you see how important your physical body is and although your your physical body is is way stronger than what we give it credit for i truly believe that it's way stronger but We also need to understand that long-term neglect via not listening, not paying attention and suppressing the smallest of of messages leads to, as Marilyn, you experienced that burnout. Oh my God, absolutely. And you know what? It's it's really a catch-22 because we sit in the office, we feel tired and, and just, you know, gosh, you know, drained, no natural light, we're just you know, staring the screen most of the time and then in the evening or after work, what do we do? We don't go out to like just walk in the park and swim the ocean and so on. No, we go and have a few cocktails or we go home and have like a half bottle of wine. And, you know, I was very much living this kind of lifestyle because then what we do is we numb ourselves to not feel this, what you just said. You know, we just repress this. We don't want to connect with this, this nagging feeling that something is not right, something is not right. And the body is trying to like, hello, hello, wake up, wake up, I don't want to be here. But then we just, okay, no, I need to like tune out from the whole pain that's kind of 
bubbling inside. And this is just this constant cycle. Then you wake up in the morning, you have a few coffees, you go back to work, you do exactly the same thing. You go to bar, you have a few cocktails, you go back to home and so on. And this is exactly where we lose the connection with actually listening. Okay, what is actually going on? And can I sit with this? What happens is certain things become impossible. They actually become physically impossible. And this is what happened with me. It's like going to the office became physically impossible. It wasn't like, oh, do I want this? Do I, oh my God, I need a career change. It was just like, I literally cannot do this. I don't care what happens, it's just no. This is what happens, which can be really scary because we want to be able to do those things, but actually the body can just say you can't do this and that's it. Today I walk my little boy to school and I bump into his friend's mum and we're, we're walking up and she says to me, I turned around and said, mum, it's really hard, school. Now we're talking first year primary. And I said, why, what, what's he fighting hard? And she said, they have to sit at their desks all day. I am actually currently um, at odds with our our schooling systems in England, because I feel that you take the child out of the child at such a young age, and you are turning them into mini corporates at such a young age. This is where it begins. Look at what's being created. We are telling small, small humans who should be running around in the rain, in the snow, whatever weather, whether it's sunny, learning, allowing their bodies to adapt, to feel, to learn what they're capable of. But no, we're sitting them in an office so that they get used to sitting at an office. And what do they want to do? What's the other education with regards to relaxation? Well, it's drink and drugs, isn't it? So we go out, oh, it's one way of relaxing. You know, someone that I love dearly. Why do I ask, why do you drink? Because I enjoy it, but why do you enjoy it? I know why I really used to like enjoying it. Because I'd get totally out of my face. I would shed this skin and under the cloak of alcohol, I could do anything. Because that energy had been contained for such a long time. And this then comes into how do you express your woman? At that time, I didn't have a fucking clue. I was wild. That's how I express my woman. And now I'm learning what is this woman? And it all comes back down to, for me, that menstrual cycle, because the way I'm moving from the inside, I'm going to be moving on the outside as well. That's the reason why I won't drink alcohol is because I don't want to lose sensitivity. Look where we are starting from. Children in a classroom. Oh, it breaks my heart. And it's something that I am really considering change for my son because like me, like his dad, he's very creative. And only this morning he said to me, I don't like school because I have to write. And I said, well, what do you like doing? And he said, well, I like drawing. I want to draw and I like dancing, mummy. I want to dance. The communication is, is, is completely lost. It's absolutely crazy. It's, it's so crazy. And you know, you're completely right. I actually even haven't thought like we're, we're just literally teaching them to be robots, right? In the most traditional schools, unless it's like Montessori or something more creative, they just learn to be robots, which is so sad. I mean, I can tell you when I was in Switzerland, it was so funny. There was this big forest and the hill behind my house. And I often went to have walks there. Sometimes I just woke up and there's this group of kids sleeping on the forest floor under the trees. And I was like, oh my God, like first I was like, what are they doing? What is happening here? Why is this group of kids sleeping in the forest? And then I realized that it was a special school where they literally took kids every lunch break. They had a nap in the forest. And I was like, this is genius. It's just 
so beautiful they literally just go and they sleep in the forest how amazing is that and it's so sad to think that many people see that now as weird absolutely exactly and even my first reaction was like oh my god that's so weird and i was like no actually that's amazing yeah. and i think though when we go back to the menstrual cycle and the moon phases and everything we don't teach any of this to the kids none of this at least you know myself or or almost anyone i know no one was taught how to work with a menstrual cycle and also why do we then have to only teach girls and men have to know about it as well. And we kind of just hide this from them. During my workshops, I often uh, use this example. Like, can you imagine if, for example, going to pee would be as embarrassing as having a period? Like, how crazy would that be if you're like, you really need to pee, and then you try to come up with an excuse or something like, oh my God, yeah, I'm just gonna, I really need to go for a walk right now. And then it's just like rush out from the office. I have my period or I need to do this and that. This is a taboo. Yeah. (laughs) Please tell the listeners where they can find you, what's coming up for you and you know, what's going on. Absolutely. So you can always find me on Instagram, obviously digital marketing, right? Or my tag is Milky Moon Lab. So it's M-Y- L-K-Y, Moon Lab, not M-I, M-Y, um, or milkymoonlab.com. As I said, I do a lot of private mentoring sessions, but also I'm going to do more group mentoring sessions online and offline. So I'm going to announce them very soon on Instagram. The Moon Book is going to be published next year in spring by Octopus. So that's really exciting. I can't wait to read this. It's going to be awesome. Marilyn, my darling, thank you so much for joining us on The Healthy Conversation. I wish you well. Can't wait to speak to you soon. And to all the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much.